Stop. It never rains at Austin Stadium. Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to It Never Rains. We have officially reached the end of the college football season. Tyson Alger here, joined by Aaron Fentress. There is no more football until the spring game on whatever the heck that date is in April. Aaron, have, have you finally thought out from, uh, man, it was it was fun watching your Instagram this weekend, seeing if you guys would actually, A, make it to that game, and then B, <laughs> make it out of all that snow afterwards. I, that, was, that was pretty fun. You know, I was hamming it up a little bit. I actually wasn't as terrified as I pretended to be because I figured I'm in Wisconsin or Illinois and then Wisconsin. These people know how to handle snow, right? Like they're not like Oregon where you, you know, you get a little, a little, little hint of snow coming out of the sky and everyone fr- freaks out and cancels schools, et cetera. So I was actually kind of feeling we'd be okay until I have to admit the night of the game because the game, it was clear, it was sunny all day. And then at the end, as soon as the game ended, it was like on cue, the snow started coming. So I'm sitting in the press box working, watching Lambeau Field get covered with snow. And by the time we walked out, there was like four or five inches of snow. So now I'm freaked out because it's at night, which means it's going to turn to ice. It's like 20 degrees. So then I freaked out a little bit. But listen to this real quick. We're leaving Green Bay, and in front of us is a double plow, basically plowing the road <laughs> for us as we're going. However, Greg Bell from the uh, Tacoma paper was freaking out because he had to catch a plane in Chicago at 6 a.m., so he was trying to haul ass, and the plows were in front of us, but I was happy because they were basically escorting us. And then they left, and I freaked out, but they left because the roads were clear. Story over the end. I made it home. Yay. They, they just really wanted you guys out of that city, man. <laughs> yeah, let's pave the way for these Seahawk riding fools. Get them out of here. Yeah, and th- then you come come back home to here where uh, we, we've we been under, like, snow warnings for, like, the last week. And I, I doubt we'll even get a flake because I think that's how it works works around here. But like It all, uh, it all uh, went up north, right? Kirkland yeah, or something think, like that? Yeah, I think so. It, I mean, it's been snowing in Seattle, like, off and on for, like, the past week. But it's it's been uh, – it's kind of There's been, some- like, the worst – possible Oregon weather lately where it's like 35 degrees and raining sideways and so there's you can't really stuff, do it this is stuff coming down now do you have it no no i have some sleet coming down and it's it's turning roofs white but it doesn't look like snow so i think it's more like sleet That'll okay to drive in okay anyway. well you know uh if, if people want to tune in uh at uh 12 15 we'll bring our our second weather report no i'm kidding uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there there are two things that we'd like to discuss in this podcast. One being very specific to Oregon with Thomas Graham, Jordan Scott, Austin Fallu, and Diamador Lenore announcing that they would return for their senior years, which isn't entirely a surprise. And then the other I just want to quickly touch on before we jump into that. Um, were you able to catch any of the title game last night? And uh, I, th- I think Joe Burrow might be like the best college football player ever. <laughs> I caught glimpses of it. My daughter was dancing at halftime with her New Vision dance crew uh, of the Blazers game. So I obviously went to check oh, nice. that out. Um, so, but, but me and my son were monitoring it on our phones. And then whenever we could go watch a few highlights or what was going on on the TVs there that, that had, had the game on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw a little bit. I saw clearly that they were winning. They weren't dominating, but they were clearly winning. And I saw Burrow throw. It seemed like every time I looked up, there was a highlight of him throwing a touchdown. <laughs> I'm like, can these guys that Clemson cover anybody? So, so he he finished his season uh, with fifty six hundred yards, yeah. sixty touch sixty touchdown passes, Is that six a interception, six <laughs> interceptions, and a two hundred two passer rating. Right. J- just for comparison's sake, like comparing it to to Justin Herbert, who Oregon fans know, who had a, a good season. He only had thirty four hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, the same six interceptions, and a one fifty six quarterback rating. It was like almost getting like double the player Justin Herbert was, and. Uh, 
uh, it, it was just fascinating to see the way that LSU um, could essentially transform their entire look of their program like that quickly because that went from being like a typical LSU team to one of the best offenses in college football basically within a season. Yeah, and even if you look at Mariota's passing numbers, 4,400 yards, 42 touchdowns, four interceptions. Now, but if we look at rushing, though, see how, how we factor in rushing in this. Rush, you know, Mario 770 and 15 touchdowns, Burrow 405 touchdowns. Still, total numbers are favorite Burrow's, Burrow uh, by far. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think I tweeted last night something like, just, you know, when I used to have stats like this on the NCAA college football game, I used to always think it was unrealistic and reset the, the <laughs> settings, right? right? This is too easy. And then you see this guy in real life doing this. It's, it's kind of impressive. I mean, that's, those are stupid numbers. It's like, okay, you shouldn't throw for that many yards in college football. That's, that's more than what NFL – I think that's, that would be more than the NFL record. The NFL record, I think, is 5,200, and that's in 16 games. Now, granted, he played 15. That's one fewer game, but you, you get my point. And then 60 touchdowns? That's just dumb. With just six picks? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's definitely the, in the discussion for all-time greatest. Yeah. The, the, the thing I was struck by last night was because, um, like, the final AP poll comes out and Oregon finishes number five in it. And, I, you know, I think that's fair. But I think the gap between number five and, and what we saw in the field last night is still pretty <clears> damn <throat> to substantial. Um, to just the, the, the quality of play by, by both of those teams, especially, you know, LSU's offense. Um you know, I, I think Oregon is definitely trending in the right direction if they want to get to that point. But I mean, the, I just don't know how any other like programs outside of like, you know, those two Ohio State and Alabama really are able to consistently compete at that level because that was just right. f- very, very high quality football there. Right. Well, when you have that much <clears throat> physical talent all over, the, all over the field and an elite quarterback, that's when you become pretty much you know, close to unbeatable. And the thing is, like, when they destroyed Oklahoma, there were a lot of Duck fans saying that wouldn't have happened to us. And, I'm th- and I didn't actually go there on Twitter because I, I knew I'd get bombarded with hate. But I'm thinking, yeah, that would have happened to Oregon. And the reason why is because where, where Oregon gets exposed, where, the, where I think this Oregon team would get exposed on a national level is the lack of explosive talent at, on offense. Like, they have nice players on offense, but they don't have one guy who's like, a for sure NFL player, like that guy who's like uncoverable, that running back who's big and fast. They don't have dudes like that. And LSU, their defense will look at Oregon's offensive weapons and be like, yeah, these, these guys are nice, but they wouldn't play for us. And that's just, I'm not trying to disrespect, but no one, not one of Oregon's receivers would start for LSU. Not one of Oregon's running backs would start for LSU. Um, the offensive line, yeah, you'd have some starters there, obviously. But, you know, it's just I think Oregon would have gotten smoked as well. That's how great this U- the LSU team is, especially with an elite quarterback like that. Yeah, I, I was uh, – I'm always struck at watching the running backs in this game. And, um, and you know, th- you can date this all the way back to the the title game against Ohio State when, like, Zeke Elliott was just – you just saw him walking around and you're like, man, that's that's a different type of dude than what Oregon's got. Um, right. <laughs> and just watching some just watching some of those runs last night where, you know, like it's – hard contact and you know they're either trucking a guy or laying a shoulder down and it's just um man Oregon would really benefit from having a, an electric big bodied running back but then again so would 127 teams in the country so um right exactly yeah I, I and like, like, like <laughs> if you went back in history if you went back in history and say okay we're gonna put Jonathan Stewart on this team instead of Verdell Verdell's his backup you go bring Demetrius Williams and Darren Carrington put them at receiver and uh Farrell Brown before his knee injury at tight end well now okay well, now you're like, okay, now that team could probably compete. But basically, that's a 
all-star team from the last 15 years, right? <laughs> so that's that's the talent difference at those positions. I think Oregon knows that. I think that's why Oregon's been really aggressive at trying to go get receivers because they know they need some more dynamic playmakers on the outside, not only to make the passing game better, but to make defenses you know, respect the downfield passing game more and open things up underneath and open up the running game a little bit more as well. What's interesting, though, is so Oregon, Oregon calls a press conference on National Title Day Monday, which, I mean, with how online – Oregon is. I'm, I'm sure they were kind of aware of, of what they were doing there. But so they, they they call this press conference on yesterday to announce that Graham, Lenore, Value, and uh, Scott are all coming back for their senior years, which I mean, I, I guess there was some question about some of them. But like, you know, it's not like there were, these were four, four bona fide NFL dudes um, that had a chance of leaving. I mean, I thought maybe like uh, Scott or uh, Lenore or Graham had a chance. But anyways, it's, it's it's a huge boost for Oregon's defense going into next season. This was one of the Ducks best defenses they've had in a very long time. And they are losing only really Troy Dye and Bryson Young as uh, major contributing pieces to that defense. So this kind of. Uh, kind Lamar? of really sets you this on Lamar. You just on our board, Lamar. I, I look, man. We we the both know I love ever. I, I love <laughs> Lamar. The greatest interview ever. He's he he wasn't. Um, uh, his on field talents won't be exceptionally hard to replace next season. His his leadership wow. will for sure. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Please no, he, don't. His production, I, please his production, don't. I don't want to disappoint Lamar. He's a nice his guy. His production <laughs> did come way down um, yeah. in the last few years. No. So, okay. So in, in talking to a couple, the parents of a couple of the guys, uh, you know, the grades they got were not – basically what the NFL tells you is first or second round or not. And then and none of them got first or second round grades, which I'm not sh- shocked about. So then if you're a kid, you have a decision to make. Okay, if I'm going to go middle rounds, is it worth it for me to come out now? Someone like Dylan Mitchell figured it was worth it and left early and was a seventh round pick. Now, could he have played his way into a higher pick? Maybe, maybe not. Sometimes you just are what you are. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like if they tell you, well, you lack size, well, you're not going to just grow in the next year, right? Or if they right. say you lack speed, I mean, you can work on your speed a little bit, but by your junior year, if you're running a four five five, you're not going to get that down to a four four five. It never not. happened for me. Yeah, right. Exactly. I know you try. Yeah. You still try. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so then it's up to the kid. Like, do I want the senior year experience, and then maybe if I just have a better year, I could elevate myself a little bit at least. Or do I just want to go cash in and get whatever money I can get? Because if you get drafted, you're going to make some money. If you're in the inside of five rounds, you're more than likely going to make the at least a practice squad. Um, but I think these guys made start smart choices. I think they all can improve. They all can get better. And they all can have a, a great, glorious senior year at Oregon. And who knows what that defense can become. And then they're all still going to have their chances to go to the NFL. And they all can buy insurance, you know, to, to help to protect them in case they do get injured. Yeah. I, and I, I think essentially what it means is like, if Oregon can get competent quarterback play next season, whether it be from Tyler Shuck or Jay Butterfield or or whoever, like there's, there's every reason to think that this team could be as good or better than it was last year, mainly just because I, and I think we talked about this last week is that, you know, you are replacing a really good quarterback in Justin Herbert, but this was never an offense that was a hundred percent dependent on Herbert, just making throw after throw, after throw, after throw. Uh, The fact that you get, you know, 90% of this defense back. And a lot of those guys should figure to be better next year, especially if you look at like Thibodeau and Funa and, um, you know, if, if some of those five-star freshmen coming in are as good as advertised, um, that group could take a massive step forward next year. And, and you could be looking at another Oregon season where 
you know, the Rose Bowl should be, you know, I, I thought the Rose Bowl was a nice surprise this year, even though that was kind of what a lot of people were expecting. It was still, you still had to have Cristobal prove that he could do that during the season. And, and a lot of these things happened and they went out and did it. Um, and I, I thought it was a great season, but I, I feel like that might be kind of the expectation going forward now, is in which is kind of crazy lofty but that's kind of the, the way that they've positioned themselves with all this talk about how you want to like you know Chris Paul hasn't shied away from the fact that he wants to turn this into a national championship program and so I, I feel like that's that's kind of the next next bar for everybody good luck yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh so I mean yeah I mean look Herbert's talents clearly there the you know the dominant production not necessarily there um <clears throat> and so to me, you know, I, I would agree that you, you you don't need a guy who throws 40 touchdowns, obviously, for this team to be really good, especially with the defense the way it is. But You might need a guy to throw 20, though. <laughs> right. You need someone to throw, probably, I would say, probably 25 and then be efficient while doing it. Don't turn it over a lot. And you need – you got to replace four starting offensive linemen. You know, that's yeah. that to me might be the biggest issue. Well, that's obviously the second biggest issue after quarterback. Um, so I, you know, if I'm if I'm betting, if I'm at Vegas right now and I'm betting on whether the offense is going to take a step back, I'm going to bet on yes. You're replacing a quarterback and four offensive linemen. That's really really difficult to do, um, and, and and maintain what levels you had. So I would I would expect the def- the offense to take a step back until I see differently. The defense, of course, could be better, but how much better are they really like? You ever right. give up 15 points a game, so we're we saying they give up 10 next year? I mean, no. I mean, they obviously, you know, the team scored on them. Washington State scored. Arizona State beat them, basically. Um, and, and, you know, Wisconsin, they forced turnovers to win that game. But Wisconsin did some nice things in that in that game as well. Yeah. Often. So it's not like they're, you know, completely suffocating. But, man, it's, it, the quarterback's going to be everything. And I and I, I hope for Tyler Shuck's case, he's at least good because if he's not, he's going to end up being like the, the lightning rod for criticism. If this team doesn't contend again. God. And I, I hate when that happens. That's like, that's, those are like the, the worst, like three, four weeks of reporting is when there's a, a quarterback in there. Who's just like flailing. Like I, like it would, it sucked so much, like talking to like Jeff Lockie for the fourth straight week when like you know this kid's trying as hard as he can and all this right. stuff, and it's just like it's just not working. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I know. I, I when I was at my last job, I wrote a like after a few weeks, I just felt badly about the Burmeister situation. So I right. wrote a column saying we all owe Burmeister an apology, and my point was that he was only in that situation because two other guys left because they didn't want to back up Herbert. So it's like. We're throwing him out there and everyone's saying, Burmeister stinks, Burmeister stinks. Well, Burmeister should be redshirting, right? He's only out there because of a collarbone injury and two other guys leaving. He shouldn't be in this situation. So then to criticize him for not living up to a situation he wasn't ready for, it's completely unfair. Uh, Lockie, on the other hand, was older and you would have hoped he would have been able to handle it. But he just, when the lights went on in game time, he just couldn't. But God bless him, great kid. I, I, Shuck, though, has just way more natural, pure passing talent than those two. So I think at the very least, he's going to be okay. Like, he's not going to be bad. There's no way he's going to be bad. He's going to be at least okay. I don't know if he's going to be Herbert, but if he's just okay, they got a chance. Did you see? Uh, so, so just the notoriously shy and introverted Justin Herbert is now on Instagram. I did hear about that. Um, and his his first, uh, he did like a story, and it was it was a post of uh, the four players coming back, and he just captioned it, uh, "Good luck in practice, Tyler Shuck." So, um, uh-huh, at le- nice. At, at least, uh, or it was our like practice just got harder. So, um, 
boy, you know, Herbert, Herbert, man, a man with jokes. So <laughs> Herbert's got jokes. We've never seen Mariota on social media ever. Look at Justin no, branching out. I, I don't think that will happen. No, he's not that kind of guy. His mom's on though. Um, uh, so just a couple couple housekeeping things um, following up from Chris Ball's press conference yesterday. Um, no news. Uh, no use. No news yet on uh, the offensive uh, coordinator. But Chris Ball did say that they would likely be making a move towards uh, the end of this week. So I would expect something to happen there soon. Uh, Jalen Red is back with the team. Uh, Chris Ball didn't elaborate on the personal reasons for why he left, but he's back working out and practicing or in doing team team functions. So um, they should have him back. Um, other than that, you know, we've we've kind of finally reached the end here. Like you, you don't have anything else to cover this week. Like like, Although what's it going to be like? Not going to the end. <laughs> Are you going to go to the Pro Bowl? Oh uh, no. No, I'm going to the combine though. We're both going to the combine. What the hell? Dude, we're every we the whole the, the whole athletic college football NFL world is going to the combine. It's gonna be, are we have a party. It's gonna be like a big shindig. Yeah, it's gonna make but, it rain. But we'll, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You enter in code but beep beep beep, and uh, <laughs> I've never been to Indy though. Like I've, I've, I've heard never Indianapolis been to the combine actually, or Indy myself either. I've, I've heard I've heard Indianapolis is actually a pretty pretty solid downtown for for that sort of. Uh, Sort of thing for hanging so. out, getting into trouble. We could do a podcast from there, maybe. Um, we we could, yeah, we could. So <laughs> so we got we got uh we got combine and then pro day, uh, in March, right? It's the next right. Week. Oh wait, oh signing day, the final signing day. Yeah, give us yeah. an update on that, Tyson. They got some kids still on the on the hook that we know of. Sure. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, sure. They're, they're gonna sign some another five star D tackle from. Uh, yeah. Snohomish. You know. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get all those, all those five star D tackles in Snohomish. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think uh, I think th- this episode has just about run its course here on uh, it Wait, never. Wait, there was one other thing. Wait, there's one other uh, thing. Was Isn't it? there some other? Wasn't there one other thing we had, we had talked about yet? No, we were, we were talking about the national championship game, and then we were talking about the players coming back. Coming back. Oh, oh, see, that's right. Uh, right. Are, who are there? I haven't seen many reports on the candidates for that. Have you? All right, the Notre so, Dame guy, right? There, there's some been reports about like Tulane's <laughs> Will Hall, uh, Buffalo Bills quarterbacks. Ken Dorsey, Dallas Cowboys tight ends coach, Doug Neusmeyer, um, Ryan Gunderson from San Jose State. But like the, the one that people were kind of like focusing in on yesterday was uh, LSU's offensive an- analyst, uh, Jorge Munoz. I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, he's a former Mississippi State coach. Uh, him and Joe Moorhead have both interviewed for the position. Um, so yesterday, Chris Ball was asked of whether or not the national title game had any significance as to their interview schedule and he didn't really tip his hand but if he did it's it's hor it's am i saying that right jorge M- M- munoz um so yeah i mean it, it wouldn't surprise me if if it ends up being somebody who was associated with uh, uh the game last night who they have to uh, interview later on i mean huh. uh, who they had to wait for so well i look forward to seeing who the oc is that uh, some fans are going to rip to shreds in that ohio state game next year <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, one other point you did bring up signing day. Um, the uh, the Wake course, uh, Wake Forest grad transfer quarterback who had kind of been flirting with Oregon a bit, flirting with Oregon a bit. Uh, he ended up at Georgia, so um, that's Georgia. another player off, off the board. So uh, Tyler Shuck, uh, step on you better up. Be good. You better be good, man. Step you better on be up, good. baby. Let's get it done. <laughs> 
Well, that, is, is there anything else? That would give us a storyline for spring. Yeah. Tell no, I'm at, give us something. Yeah. I think uh, I'll, I'll actually be pretty excited for spring because so Butterfield Butterfield will be there for spring. Um, of the uh, the other quarterback coming in isn't coming in until after spring. Um, and uh, yeah, so that will be like a solid like six months. So I I, I, I like I predicted and I did a little stupid predictions piece. Not stupid, but <laughs> uh, and I, I the, 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 <laughs> that'll this, get them flocking to read it, Tyson. Yeah, no, it, it turned out it turned out fine. Take but, out my uh, stupid I, story. Yeah, it. Uh, um, I, I think this will be one of those ones where we don't know who the starting quarterback is until like the third week of fall camp. It just seems like one of those Man, things. Tyler where Shuck doesn't clock, lock down that job like tomorrow, then we got issues. Well, that could be the name of our podcast next season. We yeah. got issues presented by the athletic with Tyson and Aaron. No, my 10th, Sorry, one Aaron, more thing. A- Aaron and Tyson. My 10th, yeah. one more thing. Robbie Ashford, though, he's a dual threat guy, but is he, is he kind of a guy who's just coming in because he as a quarterback because he wants to be a quarterback, but ultimately will be something else? I don't know. That might be a good story to look into, man. That's something I've read a couple times. That he's he's uh he's not necessarily the most accurate cat in the world, but he's an incredible athlete, so he can play something else. But we'll see. That, 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 he's not. We don't know if he's coming in early, do we? We don't know pretty much, do we? We're not, we're not on top of this. No, he's he, he's coming in after he's coming in after the spring, I believe. Okay, um, so we're coming late, so that gives Butterfield the the leg up there. So right. this kid will register for sure. I'm trying to figure out the transfer situation. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> we'll tackle that later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, I think I'm done. All right. Well, now that Aaron's done, we can properly sign off here. Uh, we appreciate everyone <laughs> listening to It Never Rains. Uh, remember, you can find us here on the Athletic app. If you want to be a subscriber, you can read all our stuff. Uh, check out the links in the show notes. Uh, we're also on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, maybe. But if, if you're listening on one of those platforms, uh, please uh, rate us and review us. We would really appreciate that. It's been uh, it's been a fun football season for, for us. And I think uh, it's now time for Aaron to go sleep for about two weeks or so to, to recover from all <laughs> <Yeah>. this. So, <laughs> No kidding, man. All right. Peace out, everyone.